Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor at the Altamont Enterprise, here with co-publisher Marcello Yaya, and we have Joy on our front page, captured by Michael Koch. It is the Voorheesville girls volleyball team who won in regional competition after being sectional champs, and this weekend will go on to be the in part of the final four in the state competition. More on that at the back of the paper. Our lead story is by H. Rose Schneider, Every Vote Counts. And our readers know there was a Republican sweep across the Hilltowns this past election. And some of the races were so close that ballots, absentee ballots, would determine the difference. In Knox, it looks like after the ballot counting Wednesday morning, it is a clean sweep for Republicans. The last to be decided was the Justice Post, where Gene Gagnon was ousted by Mr. Francis, Tim Francis. Still too close to call in Bern, the um, majority of the town board hangs in the balance with two Republicans to two Democrats as there are two votes left unopen, and they are going to have a lawsuit to keep them closed. The Republicans are filing that. Our editorial started because we got a rare thing, a real letter in the mail, and it was from Glenn Derman, who enjoyed one of our editorials and sent it back to us because he's 100 years old and slimming down his files, as he said. We had a wonderful conversation and wrote about the life lessons we drew from him. In our letters section this week, um, I forgot a front page story rushing along. <laughs> the Gilderland School Board had a vacancy and interviewed six people and ended up choosing a former member who had been ousted in the last election, Alan Simpson. And our first letter writer, Donald Sapos, was upset about that, ignoring the will of the voters, he said. We also heard from Richard Ronconi, upset about the flying of a Confederate flag in Bern. And some welcome relief with humor from John Williams, our old man of the mountain scribe. The Historical Society in New Scotland is hosting a speaker who will talk about slavery in colonial New York. We have two letters from Knox. This is from the defeated Democratic candidates graciously wishing those who won the best, and a letter from Ed Nicholson describing the Knox meetings as continuing to be a circus. We have Howard Koff, our photographer's father who ran for county clerk, writing about stolen election signs. William Bellerjo in Knox, who um, disagrees with an editorial we write and doesn't see any sign that President uh, Trump, as I had written, uh, unleashes rage in people. Chris Curvin wrote a detailed letter on the Southern Poverty Law Center, again, that same editorial, uh, pointing out that from his viewpoint, they are not necessarily a reliable source on hate groups. Frank Palmieri has uh, some thoughts on coping with what he calls, and many people do, senior moments. Turning the page, lots of activities happening in Voorheesville. 
No, not in Voorheesville. I'm sorry. The Boyd Hilton Post is in Altamont, and Santa's going to be there, and you can sign up with your children. In Voorheesville, the deputy clerk treasurer is urging us to set aside these dates for the community cleanup days. And Patricia Conway, the president of the Voorheesville Community and School Foundation, is urging when Giving Tuesday comes to remember all their wonderful projects. Here is the start of our news. And H. Rose Schneider has written about what will happen in Westerlo when the incumbent Democrat Bill Bickman has been ousted. And Mr. Bickman told us he had taken on a lot of extra duties for Supervisor Richard Rapp, who has been at the helm of the town for decades, um, had earlier suffered a stroke, recently suffered a heart attack, and uh, Mr. Rapp assured Rose that he, continu he will continue to serve out his two years. Rose also looked at a settlement. We've written quite a bit about the reservoir located in Knox that used to be used by Altamont, but now Altamont has wells and felt it was paying too much. The value was lowered by a third, and we heard both sides on that. Sean Mulcairn has looked at the Voorheesville School Board approving new reserve funds to even out finances on various projects. And there was also a fascinating de demonstration, which he captured in video, and you can see on our website, of a sandbox that helps teach all kinds of things about science, like topography. And you can see it unfold again in that video. Here are the science teachers presenting it. Elizabeth Floyd Mayer has looked at a new ID system for people who had trouble speaking and live in the town of Gilderland. These could be Alzheimer's um, patients who wander away or people on the autism spectrum. And she also checked in with Assemblyman Angelo Santa Barbara, who has proposed legislation which we've written about. One part of that has passed and a report is due out from that new commission. But there are other parts, including an ID system and training first responders that are still languaging, and we've editorialized on the need to adopt that legislation. Mr. Santa Barbara has a son who's on the autism spectrum and has become an advocate for that. Many arrests and a news story by Elizabeth that was creeped into the town of Gilderland because of thefts there. Michael Harrison Police say worked at a Dunkin' Donuts where he was able to surreptitiously steal from credit cards information on individuals, including police officers, and then use that. Um, Mary Ellen Johnson is our podcast person for the week, and she will be talking, or has talked, and you can listen to, uh, local history in Gilderland. She'll be speaking soon at the Gilderland Library on place names in Gilderland. More on the Gilderland School Board, which interviewed six candidates, also Sean McGuire via Skype. And Sean McGuire had come within just a handful of votes of winning a seat, but he was not appointed. Rather, um, Alan Simpson was appointed, who had been ousted from his seat. And um, the vote was split. The people against it was because of the... The public electorate and the people for it were short time to fill in for Mr. McManus, Chris McManus, who left, and he has a lot of expertise. 
Really exciting news from Gilderland. We wrote a front page story seven years ago about Linwood Elementary School being named a school in need of improvement. Linwood has a lot of special needs students from around the district and as you can see its test performance was much lower both in English and in math than the rest of the district in the dark black here and through a whole series of efforts detailed here they've turned that around so that they're right up there with the rest of the district and even surpassing the district in the test scores now. Congratulations to Principal Rizzo and her staff on that turnaround. This is more from Rose, who went down to actually see the ballots be counted. Here are the Republicans in, uh, or Republicans and Democrats in Bern. Um, the two judges, Al Raymond, or Al Zuck, uh, this is not Al Zuck, he's not in the picture, he wasn't there. This is um, Al Raymond, who kept his seat, talking to Joel Wilsey, and that is the two votes that are hanging, not opened. It turns out there's a rule that a single person can't bring in more than eight absentee ballots and ten were bought in So by one person, the party chair. So those two are the ones that are hanging in the balance and could decide the election either way. And here is a picture of Tim Francis talking to his father, Reverend Jay Francis, and he won the seat that had been held for years by Joyce Gagnon. In Westerlo, they've adopted a $2.8 million budget and anticipate increasing costs both for garbage disposal and for ambulance emergency coverage. This was just a fascinating little vignette. There's a man in Gilderland by the name of John McCloskey who was 16 when JFK was shot and had a job working at a newsstand at that time and brought bought the newspapers <laughs> describing that, including the Herald Tribune, now defunct, a number of the papers he saved are now defunct, wrapped them in plastic and was recently downsizing his storage and looking for a home for them, and the Byrne Historical Society stepped up and has them there now. Veterans were honored at the Grand in Gilderland, and lots of news for seniors. This is our special section on the wonder of the season befalling us, starting out with a column by Dennis Sullivan that is just wonderful exploration of gratitude and what it means. And apparently we have an alternate headline there that didn't make it but speaks to the theme of the story. The center spread with wonderful pictures by Michael Koff written by Rose Schneider, is a musical written, both the music and the words, by Penny Shaw. And we did a podcast with her recently, too, that you can listen to. She is a one-woman dynamo who acts, directs, produces, writes plays, even sews costumes and makes playbills. And Death the Halls is her Christmas treat for the Hilltowns, and we encourage people to go see that production. Another Christmas event on Black Friday, rather than going to the mall, the organizers of the Fair Trade Market in Delmar urge you to shop and buy products that will help women in third world countries live with dignity. 
calendar of events has lots going on this time of year. One of them is a Weaver's Guild show, and if you just look at the beautiful weaving in that garment, it's lovely. And there are many, many weavers featured at the Prying House for that show. Libraries, and locally you can drop books off at the Gilderland Library in two counties, are seeking books for kids of all ages and adults that will be taken to the Virgin Islands, where, of course, there was terrible hurricane damage, and books are seen as a comfort and talisman in troubled times. Gilderland has opened its holiday store, which is a Gilderhaven fundraiser for people who love animals to help them. There's a library news is varied and wonderful as always, an award-winning documentary told from the perspective of a woman with Alzheimer's will be shown at the Gilderland Public Library. And we say hooray for Hazel. <laughs> uh, Kristen Roberts has sent in a picture and written up about Hazel Beebe, who is 93 and lives in Atria in walking distance of the Bethlehem Library and goes there every day. We think that is wonderful. Lots of business news that you can read about, as well as this, where businesses are participating, along with Albany County Executive, in raising, not funds, but goods, gently worn clothes and boots and winter things for homeless veterans and their families. The transfer station in Rensselaerville hit with the increase in tipping fees at the Rapp Road Landfill is in the coming year not going to be taking bulky items. There's a bottle drive underway to help burn victims, classified ads, and sadly we have two full pages of obituaries. Hollis Stedman, whose family said he was so proud of his service to his country. Victor LaPlante, who led a life of public service, starting with his youth in the Navy, a career as a state trooper rising high in the ranks, and finally as the town judge in Rensselaerville for 25 years. We salute him. Gertrude Horrell, who's described as a very special soul by her family. Jean Thomas, who spent over 30 years taking in kids and teaching them about life in her Voorheesville home. And June Bowl, who her family says was a cheerleader. She was literally in high school, but all through her life cheering on her family. After the classified ads, no, classified, these are legals and important to read to find out what's going on in your town. We have uh, some sports and student news. The green team at Bethlehem has won a state and ward for their, it's not a sport, <laughs> it's environmental um, custodianship. Three runners went to states locally, and we commend them for getting there in the first place. Um, there is uh, one of our local students from Burnox Westerlow in this picture, sent to us by Mike McCaig of BOCES. They are welding students, and what's unusual is one of them is a girl, Lindsay Tute, who her teachers say is a stellar student. And here we have the Blacks. The Blackbirds swooshing their way back to states. They were last there, I think it was 2013. They had been there four times before. 
And this time we hope they make it all the way to state champions. We wish them the best. On our back page, there are nine athletes from Gilderland this week who signed on the dotted line their commitment to be college athletes. Congratulations to them. And we have a story by Sean Mulcairn about Victor Tomilden, who graduated from Gilderland, is in college now, but has been named the Athlete of the Year by Stride. He participates right there on the hockey team, does not only his own sports, but helps the organization in teaching others. And what could be better than that? Closing our week's news, have a good one.